Welcome back to another episode of What's Your Jersey Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Marfuji, and I just want to say thank you to Zola.com for sponsoring this week's episode. Guys, Zola, Z-O-L-A.com. It's an amazing wedding planning and registry experience site, and we will get into that later, but it's awesome, and I've used it, and since it's the holidays, I'm sure all of your friends have been getting engaged, uh, so this will definitely come in handy within the next few months. Uh, anyway... Guess where we're at, Meatballs? I am in the home state. This is only the second time I have podcasted in New Jersey. We are sitting here. Um, It feels like we're on the North Pole. Uh, It's freezing. I don't know about you guys, but I definitely appreciate my 75 degree California in December weather a lot more today. It's insane. You guys, like, literally, you couldn't even get your car washed today because they were like, sorry, it will freeze. (laughs) Like, the car washes are closed. It's 16, it might be even 10 degrees outside right now. I didn't realize that they actually closed the car washes. Yeah, that's a thing. Wow. Yeah, no. And guys, the thing that you just heard is a legit Jersey girl. What? I am so excited. I I don't know about you, Meatballs, but I think it's really fun to have some... I've known you for over 10 years now. (laughs) That's crazy. Yes. Um, I want to introduce you before we get into it, but this is a very, very good longtime friend of mine. We went to college together. I dirty rushed the shit out of her. (laughs) Um, trying to get her into my sorority. I loved her. We've done dances. We've done films, projects, oh God, the dances, all the dances. If you know anything about this podcast, I love a good dance, anything. Um, and she's also, she's an amazing writer. She's an actress. You can see her in the upcoming Amazon movie into the outbreak. And she's already on Amazon right now in broken gardenias. Give it up everyone, because I'm sure you're sitting in your car in traffic and clapping for my guest this week the beautiful the fabulous the funny caroline heinley yay thank you jack yeah i just did air claps i love that you call me jack you were walking up the uh front like walkway and you you just were like and jack you know and i was like (laughs) oh my god no one's done that in a while. No? No, you're the only one that calls me Jack. Really? Yeah, and I normally hate it, but oh, I love no. it. No, it like warms my heart <laughs> when you do it, so thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for stepping outside to come visit me at thank the Thank you parents. for having me on. I know. We're, we're chilling, guys. It's good. There's a Christmas tree behind you. We got some vodka soda and this red place vino. This is so cozy. Oh, well, Bombshellin likes to hook it up. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Uh, what's going on? How was your Christmas? Christmas was good. Um, it's been very relaxing, which is nice. I needed that. Oh, relaxing. I like yeah. this. Should we talk like this so you guys are all relaxed for this podcast? No, that would suck. Yeah. That would that would put everyone to sleep in the car. <laughs> I like to listen to podcasts when I clean. Do you do that? Um, yes. I actually was listening to yours last night while washing my face. Oh, oh <laughs> well then. Look at that. So you can beautify was, and... Yeah. Listen to what's your jersey. Getting ready for bed. I was listening to some funnies. It was 
Did you have any good takeaways while you were washing your face from the pod? Um, what did I? Well, actually, I was listening to you guys talk about basketball, and my dad actually was walking by the bathroom. Yes. And he's like, what are you listening to? Are these females talking about sports? <laughs> like, you are so... You're like right Jesus, now. Dad. It's tw- it's almost 2018. Like, stop it. I know, I know. It's he's a dad. It's yeah. fine-ish. That's good though. Did he like it? Did he agree he with lo- what we were saying? Yes, he was. Um, he loved. Jeez, ah, I forget the name of the coach that you guys were talking Calipari. about. Calipari. What? I think it? it's Calipari Cal- from Kentucky. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. So he, if you listen last week, that's what Brittany Carberry and I were talking about. So he went to Providence actually. Oh. He went to Providence College. So he's like really big into his alma mater especially as he's, as he's approaching like retirement he's getting back with his like they have like boys weekends like three times a year now going back to providence rhode island and i'm so jealous i know that's goals i wish i wish we were doing college reunion weekends yeah that would I, be fun i haven't back to been back to rhode island in i don't know Four years, five years. Caroline and I went to University of Rhode Island together. We were roadies. We were both. Well, I was a Ramat. You were a Ram cheerleader. I was a cheerleader, but I cheered for the girls' basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. You're just such a feminist, and you didn't even know it, even back in college. I love it. You were it. actually very good. Yeah, our female. Yeah. They, well, no, I, I was about to be like, I think they were better than the guys, but no, no, our guys were pretty good. We had Lamar Odom. He was before us. Yeah. But yeah, no, we were good. We went to, I was trying to think of the ACC tournament that we went to. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Someone yeah. write in and tell us. I had a cool write in. Uh, I just want to give a shout out really quick. We had a tweet from Whitney Sawyer. Uh, she's a huge fan of the TV show, The Marvelous Mrs. Meisel, which is on Amazon, actually. Yeah. And I love it. It's about the first female stand-up comic. Um, and it's starring Rachel Brosnahan. And she wants Rachel to be on the What's Your Jersey podcast. And I agree. Have you watched that yet? I've gotten I that screener. No. Uh, meatballs. I've heard amazing things about it. It's just really entertaining. It's funny. It's something everyone can watch. It's just really good. So I definitely recommend it. And Meatballs, tweet out to Rachel Brosnahan that you want her on the What's Your Jersey podcast. So you're welcome for dropping... Um, a new a new show to binge watch yeah meatballs i love it that you call everybody meatballs who doesn't love a meatball even if you're vegan you can have vegan meatballs i've had <laughs> vegan guests and i had i'm sorry we ate all the meatballs last night so you don't have meatballs here <laughs> i'm the worst the worst i've turned into a meatball this past week being in no. new jersey yeah it's it's aggressive guys um did you so you've been getting the screeners caroline's an actress yes can you give the meatballs like your top three picks of movies they must go see before the golden globes and the oscars and the sag awards this year okay i tanya is a must yes <laughs> that was amazing i watched it last night um i seriously i want to re-watch it over yeah. and over and over and over again yeah. I'm obsessed with it I think it's the best performance from Allison Janney I've ever seen she's she is definitely winning an Oscar yeah she is just so amazing I mean I've seen her in mom mm-hmm. and she just keeps winning award and award and award which 
I am one of those people that sometimes is like, all right, give it to somebody else. Like Julia Louis-Dreyfus, you're like, we get it, yeah. you're talented. No, she She's is awesome and deserves it. Yeah. But we're They're like, God damn it. And they do deserve it. <laughs> yes. But every now and then I'm like, all right. We get it, Meryl. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I watched it last night. And actually, Caitlin Carver, I was in a short film with years ago. And she plays... Nancy Kerrigan. Oh my, okay. This is great, Meatballs. Everyone's like, who is this Nancy Kerrigan chick in it? Can you tell us about Caitlin? So, um, Caitlin was actually started out as a dancer, and I haven't really talked to her, and I've lost touch with her since um, moving back from California or back to New Jersey. But um, she was primarily more of a dancer, segueing into acting. And then she was, when we were filming this short film, um, actually, it was a student film for, I think, USC. And she was on a pilot for, I think it was like an MTV dance show. And I think, it, it, I can't recall if it was either picked up and then didn't do very well or if it wasn't picked up. But that was like her first kind of big break. And then she's been on... Um, several other different shows like little things here and there um if you look at her imdb list though she has it's been full. working that's yeah. usually every actress where you're like where has she been like i haven't seen her before and then yeah. it's like oh she's been in 400 things yeah that's everybody's it. like oh my gosh they're an overnight se- uh overnight success and you're like no i've been working at this for 10 years <laughs> it's like amy schumer's yeah i'm a 10-year overnight success she always says that yeah yeah i appreciate that that's how i feel uh-huh yeah it's mm-hmm. true so she's cool yeah. Okay, so support Caitlin Sweetheart, Carver. Yeah. Yes, I was obsessed. I mean, I've been obsessed with Margot Robbie since, yeah. I mean, the second I saw her on a movie screen, I was like, well, that's it. I'm on board. Yeah. I love a good, like, icy blonde. <laughs> like, I yeah. really do, who just can act and just, like, give it to you. And I feel like since Sharon Stone, they're really, Sharon Stone, mm-hmm. Charlize Theron, and then Margot Robbie. Like, yeah. that's mm-hmm. the level right there. Have you ever met Margot? Uh-uh. I haven't met her. Fahim Anwar, who is an amazing stand-up comedian, a really good friend, he um, did the Foxtrot, the the movie. I can't remember it. It's with Tina Fey and Margot Robbie's in it. God damn it. The na- whatever. It was awesome. He's in it, and Margot was in it, and he just had nothing but like awesome things to say about her, which I love. Yeah, she seems like a very real character, and... Or, like, type of person. And I, I remember watching the scene where from I, Tanya, where they're um, dancing in the hotel room, and she's like, oh, I got to tell you about Nancy. And she's um, she's my friend, but everybody wants to paint her. Like, she's picture perfect and oh, so wonderful, and they're partying. Yeah. And it's so true that you get cast as who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And Caitlin was that. Like, you could see, like, she's very fun. I ran into her at Stagecoach like a couple years ago and she was she was pretty drunk but she was also so young then I think she had just turned 21 I mean it's a rite of passage yeah but like I should talk I'd be in, oh you know God. still going for it at stagecoach like that was my blackout stage <laughs> I was like blacking out every night don't black out kids um it's not good it's not it's fun to remember things 
But Margot um, seems also like that per- type yeah. of person as well. She like can she hang. Can, like I could yeah. picture her sipping on scotch and like smoking cigars with the boys, yeah. but also like doing a hardcore like CrossFit workout in the morning. Yeah. Maybe or, not CrossFit. I'm not really a CrossFit fan. Drinking champagne in a bathtub. Oh, yes. <laughs> I feel like she does all of the above. I would if I were her. Um, how'd you feel about her accent in it? Um... I felt like it, she's on point. I feel like her acting was on point. I just wanted to watch her. I was upset when the movie ended. Again, we're talking about I, Tanya, But I felt like there was like little glimpses of like slipping in and out accent wise where that kind of took me out of it a little bit for her. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. It doesn't. It, to me, I was okay with it. Um, probably because I do know that sometimes with like the Southern accents, you do I even find like people from the south kind of slip in and out of it yeah that's true or maybe I was just so invested in the story I don't know I feel like you're very big into story I love that oh my god I go on a ride with films Mm -hmm. I was actually just uh talking to my family about it because they've been you know we're all kind of like watching the screeners together because I get them from SAG and my brother's back from Denver and so he's obviously like banking on all the free movies he can right now. Yes, <laughs> as he should. Yeah, it's a rite of passage. Yeah. So, I just I don't know. I I think also because I I'm watching Game of Thrones right now, so I've been way behind basically all of society. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm binge watching it. Okay. Okay. There we go. I I am apologizing for myself right now, Meatballs. I've only seen probably five episodes total of Game of Thrones in my entire life. That's fine. It's no big deal. And is it the first five? Uh, No. It's like sporadic. I jump in and out. That's hard. Yeah. I know. I still am entertained by it, though. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I tried jumping in, I think, season three with my friends. And I'm like, I can't. I just can't do this. I have no idea. I I need to know. Like, I'm one of those people where I'm like, shh, I didn't hear the word the. Like... I'm intense to watch a movie. You could not watch a movie with my dad. He has commentary on the entire thing. I love it. I think it's funny. You do? I do. I have to rewind. I'm like, I didn't hear what they said. Do you put your phone away? Because this is something meatballs. Like, my dad yelled at me yesterday because I think I was texting with you. I was texting with other people. We were watching the Meyerowitz family movie with Adam Sandler, Ben Stiller, Uh Dustin Hoffman. And he was like, I'm not turning this on if you're going to be on that thing the whole time. And I was like, I'm just getting the last text out. And I had to, like, put my phone under my leg and I only snuck it like three times Mm. yeah can't do that it's really tough I asked to pause so I can go to the bathroom wow that's good (laughs) that means you're engaged that's that's your thing I bet you put your phone away at dinners too I do good for you you're old school I think guys like that guys I think it's it's a dating deal breaker for me if a person is on their phone while you're out on a date I agree right and I I like to show the same um what's the word I'm looking for uh, decency same respect yeah same yeah respect common courtesy courtesy common courtesy. courtesy put your phones away especially in 2018 phones away yeah I mean I it's hard because I also do like social media part-time for like a profession and for another um, company so it's it's hard I mean I want to actually I know I want your two more picks for screeners and movies yeah, yeah, people yeah. should watch but before we get to that, do you have any like tips for people with social media? 
on how to like get a bigger following or, you know, time periods of when you should post? Like, what are your basic go tos? Um, Okay, so I know that everybody is into the whole post at 12, 3, 6, 9. And I didn't know everyone was into that. Is that is that what you're supposed to be doing? Kind of. <laughs> I mean, that's what people say are the best times to post. 12, but. 3, 6, and 9. I feel like it's earlier. The first thing I do when I get up, well, maybe the second, is post or look on my phone yeah. in the morning. But that's probably what works. For, that's That was my what my point was going to be that that's probably what works for you and for your followers and you've already started doing that so it's like it's consistency so if you're if that's your thing like posting right when you wake up do it keep doing it because your followers expect that to happen Mm -hmm. and then it just draws more engagement and more following because then their followers see them liking your pictures and it helps grow your following um Another thing is that, like, if it's a good picture and has a good caption, it doesn't matter what time you post. It right? doesn't matter. It's yeah. going to get engagement either way. I Especially can drop. with the new algorithms because the more engagement brings it to the top. In the past, it just kept going all the way down. Oh. So definitely always a good tip is, um, you know, some people think, like, oh, I'm going to be cool. And just, like, now that we have the liking thing, like, you can like the comment. You know, like engage with your followers. If they're like, oh my God, I love this. Be, respond back and be like, oh my God, thank you so much. <laughs> yes. Like, engage back because that helps bring your tip, your photo back up to the top of Instagram. Yes. And then that allows more likes, more engagement. Um, and also I always tell people like so, it's called social media for a reason. Be social. <laughs> we forget that it's, it's not like just a two-way like yes yes engage it's called engagement for a reason engage <laughs> god yeah this is so stupid i know i know <laughs> but it is what it is it is it's fine i mean without social media i my main squeeze reached out through instagram not because he saw me on instagram someone showed a mutual friend showed him my thing and the only way you could get in touch See? with me was through a dm it's so like the present in there. day matchmaking it really is <laughs> i love it speaking of matchmaking what other movies should these meatballs be matching themselves up with um okay so the ones i've seen so far i'm gonna be honest with you i wasn't blown away by the stories Ooh, okay yeah um but the acting is incredible so gary oldman yes Needs to win the Oscar for Darkest Hour. Darkest Hour. Um, Gary Oldman. Is it worth watching for this performance or is that just something we need to know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely worth watching for his performance. If you like history movies, like you're going to love it. Um, I mean, I've been I've sat on Winston Churchill's bed in Egypt. Yeah. So like I just am in Egypt. He had it's called the Winston Churchill suite and Obama actually stayed in that room on that bed, too. Um, when I was on tour for the troops, they brought us into the suite and gave us a whole like special tour and it like overlooks the pyramids and it's really cool. That's so cool. Yeah. So I want to go see it just for that reason. Go figure Winston Churchill. I, know. I mean, I also found it, you know, interesting to learn more about him. And I mean, 
Gary Oldman's performance is just one it's just unbelievable you don't even realize it's him because of the prosthetics and the makeup so that's another thing you're like I didn't even realize actually it was him until halfway through it okay um yeah and top three um okay so did you see downsizing I saw downsizing I liked it it was like a medium right yeah yeah just like yeah I saw downsizing um I saw um the disaster artist and uh. <laughs> well then I know. sorry no. james franco no, that's what i was just about to say i love james franco <laughs> i adore him i, I think it. that every i love how he literally just throws spaghetti on the wall and doesn't care and you know with his little like sketches that he does that he was doing and I actually haven't seen the deuce but um I I I have seen that and I hear it's incredible yeah I was on board for it from the beginning yeah yeah it's a lot to watch don't watch it with your parents it's a lot yeah (laughs) or maybe you have that relationship where you can watch anything it's a lot a lot of sex things um but it's cool the best thing about the deuce for me was the sets like it takes place in that you know gritty 1970s yeah. like red light Which district it's like new york and ah oh, yes it's the best it's on my to watch oh. list yeah all but, right but going back to the disaster artist like his his performance is incredible and then hearing how he directed in character is just mind-boggling to me like I think that's incredible and I watched an interview with Seth Rogen where he was saying he was laughing hysterically at him the entire time that's so crazy I can't take you seriously right now (laughs) (laughs) so I mean at least he had that reaction did you see the documentary um about Jim Carrey and when he was filming the man on the moon the Andy Kaufman series it's on Netflix oh you should watch it I, I talked about this on either my last podcast or one of the last podcasts. And I mean, there were people on set who hated him because he was constantly in character and it was like unbearable to work with him at certain points. Like they're, they actually show like physical fist fights from people. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was bad. Um, anyway, (laughs) it's, um, okay. All right. I like that. Um, I like these, these options. Yeah. Um, what are the other ones I've seen? So, um, get out is sitting, the screener is sitting on my counter. You didn't see it in the movies. That was when you had to go to the movies. I know. I was terrified. You were terrified. <laughs> I'm so scared of scary movies. Oh my god! And I've done more You'd thrillers. Like, this is story. This is all story, and there's like a lot of hidden clues. That the best thing is like going back and watching it a second time, and like picking up on all the things that I are know, in. But the trailer looks. Oh so scary. god! You you can handle it. Do you want to come over? I'll hold your hand and watch it. Probably. Yeah. It's that one. Definitely. I think that's going to actually win a lot this year. Yeah. I, it's, it's very different from everything that I think will be nominated. And everything I've read about it, it sounds unbelievable. The trailer looks phenomenal, but I was just like, I can't watch this right now. <laughs> I'm too scared. You're hilarious. And I've done thrillers. Probably that's like 
the most I've done. I know. <laughs> You've done a ton of horror movies, you it's, weirdo. It's different. It is different when, when you're different in it. You're on and you're doing it over and over again. Yeah. yeah. And you're expecting someone to stab you in the back. Right. <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. So but you, I'm, I'm terrified of clowns since the movie It. The, I didn't the like the new one. one. Yeah, I didn't see the new one. Uh, no, the honestly, like the old one kills it. The new yeah. one, the new one was more like the Goonies meets it meets like the Outsiders. Like it was a lot. It wasn't scary to me, but whatever, it's fine. Would you ever gift anyone screeners? <laughs> I feel like a lot of actors probably do that to people. Um. I feel like I that's mean, kind we're of not supposed. To. <laughs> I know you're right. <laughs> no one's supposed to do that, but I could see people being shady and doing that. I feel like that's like a jacked up Christmas gift, like or Kwanzaa or Hanukkah or whatever. Like if you get a screener as a gift, it's like this person hates you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? I've gifted hair products that I've modeled hair modeled for. So oh, I like that. That's fun. I don't know. Speaking of gifting, this is something I am going to gift to you and all of you meatballs out there because I'm obsessed with it and I've used it so many times because I feel like everyone in my life is getting married. (laughs) I've been, how many times have you been a bridesmaid? Seven? Seven or eight. Eight. Have you ever used Zola.com? Yes. You have. I believe I have. You believe you have? Okay, so for the meatballs out there who haven't used Zola.com, which is Z-O-L-A, it's a wedding company that basically will do anything for love, and they're just reinventing the whole wedding planning and registry experience to make it so much easier and to make... Anything that's easy makes me happy, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. From the engagement to the wedding to decorating your first home, like Zola takes care of you and they're there and they have the best customer service and it's so easy to use that's my favorite part about it and honestly it's also free and it's really fun to go through everything because you're like oh whatever like it's a wedding registry site no 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 my favorite thing about it my absolute favorite thing I like gifting experiences yeah you know and I thought the coolest thing like you've lived in Los Angeles New York New Jersey I love gifting my you know best friend like I'm a bridesmaid and a wedding coming up and we're starting to plan the bachelorette party and the showers and everything gifting an Airbnb experience because we're doing the whole Hmm. (laughs) she is not allowed to listen to this episode by the (laughs) way Um, earmuffs I know but like we're doing everything on the coast of of like wine country and like LA and you know Ooh. like it's going to be like a whole thing and there's so many options I love for wine country. I know I love wine country too Santa Barbara oh yes my so you can gift someone an Airbnb experience which I absolutely love I didn't know you could do that yeah it's so amazing and they have over 500 top brands and over 50,000 thousand gifts and experiences and like cash funds there's there's just all the options guys and it's so easy to use for couples too which I think is really cool and you can on top of everything else this is another great feature group 
gifting. So you and like mm-hmm. all the other bridesmaids mm-hmm. can get together and contribute like a big ticket item, which I love. And if you're a bride, you can personalize your registry with photos or notes about why you want certain gifts. Oh, that's fun. Because we're all like a very visual yeah. <laughs> society now. Uh-huh. So I think it's really cool. It's one of the top rated apps for your iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch. And it's just easy to manage your registry on the go. You know how hard it is with schedules nowadays. Oh, like yeah. it's so much easier to just do that. Um, so yeah, guys, the exciting thing about this, if you sign up with Zola, you receive a $50 credit towards your registry, Ooh. right? Uh, you're welcome. Merry late holiday. <laughs> um, so holidays aren't over. They're not over. <laughs> we're, we're keeping it going strong. I consider New Year's Eve a holiday. So all you have to Definitely. do, you sign up with Zola, you receive a $50 credit towards your registry. You just go to Zola.com, Z-O-L-A.com. Um, and then you use my special URL, so zola.com slash jersey, J-E-R-S-E-Y. Again, zola.com slash jersey. And you sign up and you get a $50 credit towards your registry. And you can thank me later. Just tweet at me, tweet at Zola about how happy you are. And um, yeah, it's the shit. I love it. It's That's awesome. awesome. So yeah, that's another gift. Did you give any cool gifts that weren't screeners? Um, did I give any? I gave, yes, actually. Um, so I've been kind of like a brand ambassador for a scoliosis research. I'm so um, happy you brought that up. I can't wait to talk about that. Yeah. Um, so this bracelet, I know your meatballs can't see. Tell them what it looks like. So it's an Alex and Ani bracelet. Um, it's black and has this um, hashtag because everybody's into hashtags. Um, it's hashtag I am straightforward, kind of like um, silver bracket type of thing. Would you say that is? All right. Um, but it's on Alex and Ani's website. It's not super expensive. It's $38. Um, but 100% of the proceeds go to scoliosis research which is huge for Alex and Ani because I actually, so I gifted um, several people in my family, my aunt, my mom, my sister, um, and then my mom got it for a couple of her friends. I love that. And then also my sister and my brother were diagnosed with type one diabetes, which is um, the one you can't really control. That's a genetic disorder. It's an autoimmune disorder disease so they have one for jdf so i got them um bracelets but only 20 percent of the proceeds go to jdf so they kind of have to up their game (laughs) come on alex and ani wow that's a great gift though because it means something it's adorable it's 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 really cute it can be dressed and it's a great reminder like i love the idea of being able to look down at your wrist and being like oh wow this is for a cause i'm really passionate about that's awesome. So I wanted to get into you growing up in New Jersey and whatnot. But before we do that, one of the biggest things I wanted to have you on the podcast for, besides the fact that you're awesome and I've known you for over a decade now, um, <laughs> is the fact that you've overcome such a struggle with scoliosis. Uh, Caroline was actually in the New York Post. Um, the headline was Actress Overcomes Debilitating Scoliosis with miracle surgery so yeah 
I would love for you to tell the meatballs kind of your journey. Um, would it be better if we started with you like moving to California and then like what happened when you were out there? Um, I want you to take the reins and go for the best way to tell your story. I would say the best place to start is the fact that I was diagnosed with it when I was 15. Okay. So when I was 15, I randomly was like, it was weird. One day, I swear to God, this happened. One day I got like, I felt kind of like a shift and two days later, my friend was like, you seem kind of shorter. And I was like, you know what? That's so weird that you say that because I felt a weird shift. And I went to the doctor and they, the doctor said, you have scoliosis. And I did skip my physical, like the year prior, I think between eighth and ninth grade. And so they kind of missed it. Mm-hmm. So everybody go get your physicals <laughs> go every year. Get your physical every year. <laughs> every year. Yes. They may have been able to pick up on it a little better. But anyway, um, so I had to wear a back brace and you do most of your growing, uh, at night. And you were a gymnast. Um, I was a cheerleader. You were a cheerleader. Okay. But you're very physical. Your Caroline's body is amazing and you're so physically fit and no, you just have like a naturally like great frame and like, you're just, I feel like fitness is a big part of your life. It is, especially from growing up I mean you know as a dancer like you 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 almost feel like you need to keep moving your body all the time yeah yeah it, it makes me happy I don't work yeah. out to well I do work out to stay thin now because my metabolism has slowed down um as, same as <laughs> but <all of> <laughs> I mainly work out because it just makes me happy and it's a it great does. release and I just love it yeah there's definitely mornings where you wake up and you're like oh my god I don't want to go but the second you leave that class or you get back from that run your endorphins are flying and it's it's just so healthy yeah so healthy but it's also been very good for my rehab but I can get to that but going back to so I had to wear a back brace at night I would bring it to my sleepovers all my girlfriends would make fun of me put it on what little monsters I know they I love them hate them (laughs) (laughs) all right mean girls whatever no they're great yeah but um so at 18, like your growth growth plates close or around that age usually. So it kind of was, I think I stopped, my curve stopped at, it was reduced to 37 degrees. Mm -hmm. Um, And people would say to me like, oh, I don't really see it. And then I would point it out and then they'd say they see it. So it wasn't so much like I was like hunchback, you know, of Notre Dame or anything like that. It wasn't that severe, but if you saw my x-ray you were like whoa and it just hurt and felt uncomfortable and then also you know everybody deals with a little bit of like body image stuff I think females especially because of you know magazines and all these you know shows and things and social media people saying that like oh I want to be like her and they don't realize that they're airbrushed and you know yeah people don't especially when you're young especially as teenagers you don't realize realize that you don't realize that they're bending forward in a specific way you don't realize because I've been even doing more photo shoots recently you have been modeling a lot more that was a credit I forgot to leave off the top damn it (laughs) 
Caroline's also a model. Keep not going. Real, I always correct people. I'm like, I'm not a model. I'm commercial print. Or you're a commercial print model. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but there's certain like it's all about angles. It's all about lighting. Yeah. And people don't really. How would they know? You know, they're not involved because in the there industry. isn't a disclaimer yeah. at the bottom that says this picture was taken with. <laughs> yeah, and I wish yeah. I knew all this stuff. Like a younger dealing with scoliosis and my curvature and you know and then also being a cheerleader and you know it's a lot so um basically my doctor told me at some point in my life I would have to have surgery it's just a matter of when you know um and then he said there's always a slight chance that you won't need it but um just keep doing what you're doing stay active and you know, stay fit and be as healthy as you can be. And then, um, so what, so I moved out to California when I was 24 and, um, every actor needs to make a living and pay for their acting classes, pay for their rent while they're getting things going. So, you know, obviously most of the time you're a server and, um, I was working at a high end club in West Hollywood, Sky Bar. I don't know if people, I don't know. Sky Bar, the Mondrian. <laughs> I, I loved it there. Yeah, beautiful property. Gorgeous. But it's big. Yeah. It's a big property and you're walking around. Um, and their, their pool chairs are on the ground. So it's a lot. It's not like you're just like at a bar and you're just like leaning over it. Like you're bend and snapping yeah. pretty oh, much. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's not just your regular and experience. And sometimes you're understaffed and so you're carrying the ice and th- you know, on nights, it's super packed. So you're linebackering it. Yeah. I always like to describe it as that because you're literally a linebacker going through the crowd with your ice bucket, your bottle of vodka, maybe even like another carafe or two of carafe is like juice. Yeah. Juice underneath your arm. Yeah. Um, trying to get through people and so your side hustle is for real a hustle oh yeah it's a workout (laughs) yeah it's a workout workout. so I think that that's kind of probably just added to like the deterioration of my spine and um I'm also a writer so you know being you know some people even that have desk jobs can relate to some people have like herniated discs in their neck just from being at their desk job from slumping over a computer so you know what caused what I mean why am I going to sit here and try and figure it out it it is what it is different things life just needed me to have surgery so um I was researching whether or not I wanted to have it when I was still in California or if I wanted to have it back around my family and I also was dealing with a lot of other issues like stomach stuff you know from taking too much Advil um my body was just a haywire mess. So. I think your body was subconsciously being like, get out of LA. Yeah. The, things are breaking down. Mm-hmm. Like you need to take care of me before we can move forward with yeah. anything else. And I think that also like I'm very stubborn and I'm kind of a workaholic and it took a lot of um, people reinstating that this is the best choice for you um, because I felt like I was failing if I left. And, you know, my family reminded me, you know, you never really pursued your career professionally in New York. You can do it in New York if you want to, or you can always go back. So, um, but first things first, like your health is most important. And so 
um, I came back and I tackled the surgery, but I also kind of, um, two different, I, two different reasons why I started blogging about blogging and a little bit of vlogging about my rehab and, um, what I dealt with, with my scoliosis, this, both the before and the after from the surgery was because one, um, I, I met several women that were so awesome to me in helping me, um, feel so much sounder about my decision to have the surgery because you're signing papers that say, you know, there could be the possibility that you will become a paraplegic or, you know, there's a possibility of death and it's very, very, very rare, very rare, but I always think of it as, or I thought of it as, yeah, but my doctor is a human being. He could slip. Yeah. You know, you, you never know. So, and there's a reason why I'm signing this. So you just, your mind runs away with you. And I'm kind of heady and I overthink everything. <laughs> everything. What's your sign, Caroline? I'm an Aries. Oh, well, that makes sense. Do Aries <laughs> overthink everything? Yeah. Oh my God. I'm <laughs> such an overthinker. And I'm working on just doing it. Like the Nike saying, just do it, <laughs> just do it. But, um, so I wanted to give back and I started blogging and wait, who are these women that you met? Oh, so, um, uh, so I was in a sketch, um, comedy troupe actually out in California. Was that Sarah Tiana's? Yeah. Okay. So the comedian Sarah Tiana, who you've seen her on Comedy Central, CMT Network, like she's amazing. She won Roast Battle on Comedy Central the first season. She started this improv comedy troupe. Yes. Yes. And Caroline was a member of it. And I went to their shows and you were the best one. Oh my God. I know. It's so annoying because you were like so pretty and hot, but like really funny too. Shut up. Well, I'm not going to shut up because then this is pretty funny and (laughs) seriously sexy. Okay. (laughs) Pretty funny and seriously sexy coming soon to Comedy Central. Oh my God. I love it. I know. Um, But Kelly, she was amazing and she had her surgery. uh, I think she was in college when she did it. And I believe in signs and I believe in like God and the universe working in mysterious ways and making you meet people Mm -hmm. and um putting you in certain circumstances when maybe you don't want to go to something and you get that little whisper just go just do it nike should be sponsoring this podcast seriously (laughs) nike (laughs) this is not a sponsored post but please give us one just do it just do it (laughs) but um it was just funny how things lined up and we were walking to our car one day after a rehearsal and she's like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm having issues with my back. And she's like, why? And I was like, I have scoliosis. She's like, I had scoliosis. And I was like, oh my God, I've been thinking about having the surgery. And she's just was incredible. Um, another girl, woman that I met from my acting class, she, um, moved to new Orleans for her acting career. And, and she had her surgery, I think two years prior. And then my friend from high school, um, Carrie was, um, had her surgery, I think like the year after I moved out to California and I literally started following her journey ever since then Mm -hmm. because I started feeling like the shifts from, you know, being on a long cocktail shift and I felt like the shifts again in my back. And when I went back to get it checked, my degree was, I think at 50. 
Yeah. And then I then I, I was like, okay, I'm all about holistic stuff. So I went and saw a Chinese medicine doctor and he had me, my parents still laugh about it, but he had me like standing up against a wall, like doing these like crazy, like you would think like you're not doing anything. You're kind of just standing up against a wall and like having your foot on a certain block. But I was, I would be sweating, sweating because you had to like push your back in a certain way my back doesn't go that way so I would just be sweating you're like releasing weird toxins and moving stuff around oh my god yeah and I just the more and more I thought about this I was like this was you know at the time like 12 years of my body being that way you know so to do these exercises I really don't think it's gonna do much you know and that's what these women helped me you know they're like there's nothing wrong with giving your body some extra help and so that made me feel better because I don't know I also was kind of like I don't know if I want like weird rods in my body for the rest of my life yeah but now I think they're actually pretty cool so what did they actually do for you surgery wise um so they cut me open it's a seven hour surgery I was face down the entire time um and I actually ironically met my cousin for the first time um he like re uh got reacquainted with my aunt she gave him up for adoption when she was younger and then she met him um the summer before my surgery well I met him for the first time summer before my surgery and he sells the contraptions to um that they use to put in your back to crank your spine into place whoa I just got the chills very ironic so it was all meant to be it really was all meant to be everything was just lining up and you just kept listening to your gut and everyone around you okay and he was like do you want me to explain to you like what they do and I was like okay and he explained how they like put it they put the two rods on either side of your spine and then they use this like crank that they hook to the rods and then they crank your spine in, in, into place straight and then they take the contraption out and then they, you know, then they sew you up. up. Yeah. But it's a long surgery. My mom started getting crazy nervous because mine ended up going longer than it was supposed to. Mm -hmm. They also, for whatever reason, were taking forever. I was the first one. I think I had to be at the off at the hospital at like five or six in the morning and I didn't go in until eight. So that was like the longest three hours of my life. Yeah. And then, oh my God. And then they brought me in and, (laughs) and my nurse, I talk about this on my blog, but my nurse was hot, like a hot guy nurse, (laughs) like really hot. And, but I was so terrified. What's his name? Is he single? I don't know. I like was, I don't, I, my if life you was were, on the line. If you were a Caroline Heinley's nurse. Yeah, and you're listening. In you were 2015? Really <laughs> it was 2015. 2015, August. August at what hospital? NYU Langone. NYU Langone. Please email me at whatsyourjerseypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I think this is a match made in uh, heaven. Hospital heaven. All right, keep going. He was very attractive. But anyway. Um, he was like, okay, I'm going to bring you into the surgery room. I'm like, okay. I'm like going in. And then he gets like a weird, like, mm-mm, mm-mm. like we're not ready for her. <gasps> yeah. So that's the one thing you don't want to say. Know, Just I someone would... like doing like a quiet nonchalant, like hell no. <laughs> oh God. I was terrified. 
so he's like, okay. And he, he was funny about it. He's like, oh, okay, so we're going to go back outside now. He's like, this is what he says to me. He goes, you know what, Thanksgiving, when, like, the turkey's ready, but, like, the cranberry sauce and the gravy just isn't quite ready yet. <laughs> I'm like, seriously? <laughs> You're using, like, turkey analogy on me right now? Are you going to baste me? Oh, wow. I mean, that wouldn't be the worst thing that could happen in the hospital. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So you're like, Magic Mike, can we please get to the operating room? What is happening? Seriously. That's awful. So then I had to sit there for probably like another 20 minutes to half an hour. Like longest. It was terrifying. And then they finally brought me in and, you know, they put me down on the table and then the... uh, oxygen mask comes over you and they just say that he was like okay so this is just they trick you they do they trick you which is it's great they need to they need to it was great for my anxiety earmuffs for anyone that's about to get surgery (laughs) they trick you he's like this is just oxygen (laughs) he's like this is oxygen coming over you so okay count back and it was like you know come back from 20 i think i got to like 18 okay wow that didn't kick in for a while i would hope to only get to 10 yeah wow done and then and then i woke up um and i remember um they them taking the face mask off of me the oxygen the breathing and i instantly was gasping for air and i was like i couldn't breathe i can't breathe Mm -hmm. and my mom panicked she's like oh my god you can't breathe and then, <laughs> and then the nurse is like uh he got nervous and then he was like is he really a nurse <laughs> <laughs> no i think this was this was a different guy now. oh okay, oh, okay. this cool, was a cool. different one because cool. um because for whatever reason i guess i had like maybe the other guy wasn't even that attractive because Maybe. my mom told me later that I was like kind of hitting on this other guy love like, it oh hello hi and like <laughs> flirting with him after I woke up and she's like Caroline <laughs> not now no. and he even was like maybe we'll meet again another time i was like yeah maybe oh wow it was i i apparently i had like love goggles this sounds on like a soap day. opera i know i know <laughs> it's funny what like your nerves do to you but um so you you they, i guess they said like my lungs were shifted oh uh, okay so like they were getting like um reacclimated oh okay but another theory someone told me that like your body you wake up in the same state that you went to sleep in Uh with anesthesia so I think maybe I panicked because they were telling me it was oxygen so I was you know oh I think it was a little bit of both that Um, makes sense yeah and then that night in the hospital was the longest 24 hours of my life um because you're hooked up to giving your own pain medication. Okay. So, which I hated. I hated it. Because, Why? Because the pain wakes you up. Whereas with the pill, um, the pill, it's like, okay, it's a set dose and it's going to last this long. With the pain, like you give yourself a couple pumps and then you're like, okay, I feel good. But maybe you're not giving yourself like you're only giving yourself like a certain dosage. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's waking you up when it wears off. Yeah. Got it. And it woke me up every hour, every hour on the hour, like or to the minute. It was crazy. And so I 
kept bothering the nurse. I'm like, is it morning yet? Is it morning yet? She's like, honey, why do you keep asking me why it's morning? I'm like, because then my mom will be back here. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't stay over with me. Your mom sounds like an angel. She's an angel. (laughs) What she deals with me. Wow. So you got out and then what? What happened? I was in the hospital for seven days. Um, Oh, they wanted me to walk like the day after your surgery because yeah, they've come to find that in the past, they would want you to do bed rest, but they've come to find with the spine, they want you to get up and move it. Get it going. And, yeah. What was that first step like? I almost vomited. Really? It was that painful? I didn't get I didn't get up that day. That day, they were like, I think they realized this is a little too much on her. Yeah. I on your tiny sat, little body. Yeah. I sat up and then I was like, I'm going to throw up. Yeah. Because there's a lot of medication in you and... And it's just a lot on your body. Your spine, your whole back was just opened and pushed. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, It's also weird, like, being in the hospital um, because, like, you know, you can't really go to the bathroom by yourself. So, Mm -hmm. like, first you have, what is it called? Catheter. Yeah. And and in you. And then I think after a couple days they took it out. and And then I had to, like, you know go to go and walk to the bathroom and that's just like it seems like it's a mile away it's it was awful and then the ride home was probably another very traumatic time because there's so many potholes in new york city oh god (laughs) oh my god it was the worst and my mom was trying to drive so slow but But driving in new york city it's like stop and go stop and go stop and go nightmare oh wow and then um and then i was on painkillers for I think I was did on. you say goodbye to your boyfriend nurses <laughs> I never saw him again oh man <laughs> I will say like NYU Langone it's a great hospital um my doctor's phenomenal um Dr. Thomas Erico shout out to him he's incredible anyone that has scoliosis highly recommend him. so meatballs if anyone's out there and needs a good scoliosis doctor on the east coast or if you need to fly in can you say his name again Thomas Erico. Thomas Erico, and you can email me if you want that information. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Um, the hospital's great. I will say, just because I'm a very honest person, that you know some of the nurses at night were probably a little short with me, but you know, whatever. I mean, you know, it's the night shift. They're it is tired. What it is. They're yeah. tired. They don't want to be there. They don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. Yeah, no one wants to be there. No one wants They're to be like, there. They're just like, God damn it. What did we do to deserve this? <laughs> uh, no, and they were probably jealous of your boyfriends. <laughs> I would be. But then um, being um, uh, back at home, um, you know, I was on painkillers for six weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I was on muscle relaxers for three months. Do you have any left? Um, <laughs> the, yes, I do. Occasionally I'll pop a muscle relaxer. Mm-hmm. Those are great. Hated the painkillers. Hated them. Why? Oh my God. They're awful. They make you sweat and they make you like a weirdo. Oh no. No, no I, we don't like that. No, I, I don't. I mean, I know that there's like an epidemic with people being addicted. I personally don't understand why you would like that feeling, but I in another sense understand why because they're I mean hey there's pluses and minuses to everything yeah Mm -hmm. 
But I remember walking around TJ Maxx. That was like my first outing. I went with my mom to like run an errand. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to like run an errand. And I remember wandering around TJ Maxx, like staring at like picture frames, like of like positive messages and being like, I want that one. And I want that one. Oh God. And that one. And then by the end of it, I was like sweating profusely. And I'm like, I need to just get home and get back to the couch like what am I doing right now yeah this is not okay like six months or six weeks post-op or maybe it was only like four weeks post-op and like you're like code red still need to be on the couch guys yeah no one let me out of the house and I'm like super skinny because like you lose a lot of weight Mm -hmm. a lot of weight um and you're still eating um but how do you lose all the weight though if you're not moving and you're still eating because and I no, I was still well not really moving I Okay, so two reasons. One, your metabolism is sped up because the body is actually very interesting and the body is constant. Like the second you get a cut, your body is starting to work to heal it. Okay. So my large cut, my body was constantly working to heal it. Repair it. Plus constantly trying to figure out these two rods that are in it you know mm. so um there's that so your metabolism's kind of just going like crazy and then um painkillers make you extremely constipated sorry tmi uh, whatever but one of my girlfriends we keep it real here on yeah. what's your jersey okay cool because i'm pretty real and one of my girlfriends um told me the second you can walk walk um, because that helps with like getting your bowels going. So oh, okay. I was the crazy one looking back on it. I was a nut wandering around my neighborhood, <laughs> like, like <laughs> doped up out of my mind on like medication. Surprised the cops didn't just pick like, you up. You always look so happy though. You probably just look like you were living your best life. Probably. But like thinking back on it, I was like, that was very, very unsafe. I always wonder, because I knock on wood, I haven't been like incapacitated for like a few months or like I've never had like a massive major surgery like that. What was it like for you, like looking at social media and like seeing that like your friends were doing stuff like I have always wondered like if that like hurt you or like made you want to get better more quickly? Did it motivate you? Because... I sometimes have major FOMO. That's something I've definitely talked about on this where I like want to be out there and doing things and always accomplishing. And so what was, how did you deal with that? Yeah. Um, uh, I will say in two ways. One, I went out walking. Like I literally walked probably like three miles every day. Wow. Okay. Or like five days a week. Um, and and that's a form of exercise so that helped with things and then um uh mentally I mean that helped with things uh, well mentally and physically and um my writing my blogs that helped me with like staying creative because yeah I felt like you know people are out doing things and and I felt like okay well I'm doing something Mm -hmm. you know um and then if I could go to something I would um, but I missed a friend, a very close friend of mine's wedding, which I was looking forward to is down in, um, the Outer Banks and I missed it. Oh, I love the Outer Banks. I know. I always felt like I was on Dawson's Creek when I went there. Really? Yes. I've North never Carolina. been and oh, I was supposed to go. You should go. Yeah. 
well, with well when your nurse reaches out i will let you know <laughs> and i will tell him to take you to the outer banks for your first year anniversary yeah it actually she had a hurricane during that wedding so in one sense i was kind of like oh, okay. so you dodged a bullet caroline <laughs> <laughs> i've been through they evacuate you like i'm Jess, surprised if you're listening i love you <laughs> i'm surprised you like you know the wedding Taco. happened oh that was just oh one of our sorority sisters yeah. who apparently i was not that close with um <laughs> no she was younger a younger pledge class taco had amazing hair she had great mm. hair jeans she still does prettiest hair i've ever seen well no i say that there's so many people with good, you have great hair you have amazing hair you're a hair model well, thank you yeah it's a thing I okay i am actually ready for a change though oh what are we changing our hair to in 2018 so i had several consultations about this because you overthink everything because <laughs> i do yeah maybe stop at the third one there were three <laughs> there were three consultations but i was thinking of going red no you're a blonde I know. you're a blonde you're a beautiful blonde i had one at frederick fakai in the city okay. and he was the one who goes no honey no Ooh, yeah that might change your life actually i know but i know a lot of blondes that went red and they it lasted for a few years and then they went straight back to blonde yeah but maybe it's a good change for you well i finally determined and then i was thinking of bobbing like doing a lob but with my curls mm-hmm. you know so i finally was like all right I'm looking too much at everybody else's and this goes back to me owning who I am Mm -hmm. and like what God gave me and I have crazy curls. You have crazy curls. They're amazing curls. So I'm going to, um, I'm getting a diva cut. What's that? I didn't know what it was either. What is that? A cut for curly haired meatballs out there. Yes. I love that you're referring to them by the proper name. Call them their meatballs. Yeah. So um, a diva cut is a cut for curly haired people. And basically, like when you have your hair curly, it needs to be cut dry because they literally need to cut each curl individually and specially whoa yeah. how long does that take i don't know that's gonna be a long one whatever you made it through eight hours of surgery <laughs> this is gonna be well, a walk in the park <gasps> i'm gonna kind of chop chop a bit of it cool. and then i'm gonna put some fun layers maybe a little bit of bangs uh, this is so funny so caroline and i exactly this time last year met up when i was in new jersey yes. and you were talking about going like blonder and like doing these like long fabulous i think it was waves you were getting ready for new year's eve you had just bought like an awesome yeah. backless like you did the liberty house was that where your party was uh, at batello batello down Oh, whoa, that night? No. <laughs> you really partied hard. <laughs> Jesus. Could you imagine? <laughs> they shut it down. Literally. <laughs> Literally, it's closed. It wow. probably added to its <laughs> shutdown. Apparently, it started slope, slope, sloping into the water. Okay. So well, they needed to... That's frightening. ...do construction. Anyway, um, I wanted to ask you about your New Year's Eve outfit. So Brittany Cartwright was my guest last week, and we talked New Year's Eve outfit yeah. tips. Do you have any New Year's Eve like party tips? Hmm. Outfit, party, party anything. Like, um, I had an idea, and we're doing this for my New Year's. Mm. I could, maybe this will prompt you. Yeah. I decided, because we're going to be, it's going to be family, but, like, a lot of couples, mm-hmm. and a lot of them went to college together, and we're doing it at my um, Aunt Claire fave. Hi, fave. Aww. She's one of my favorite meatballs um, at her place, and it's, like, 
this cool like estate in Atlantic City and like it's it, it reminds me of the home alone house for some reason, like that kind of feel, which is like a ton of people. And then we're going to be in Atlantic city, New Jersey. So like we might go to a casino also at one point, right? It's like a rite of passage. Um, do it. But my idea, because no one wants to get like super like stressed out about getting super dressed up was that we throw like a frat party. Ooh. Right? Yeah. And like, literally, like, we're doing flip clap. We're doing beer pong, like, ice luges. Like, I'll, I saw this new game, which. All the modern t shirts and sweatshirts. Totally. I was like, let's do a highlighter party. And they're like, that's a little much. <laughs> they were like, we're not going to be riding all over each other in like wife beater tanks <laughs> with highlight. Like, You're no. Like, Wait, what do you mean? Yeah. I was like, pimps and hoes. They're like, again, no. <laughs> we have children. And I was like, you guys are so boring. <laughs> Andre, social, <Yeah>. anyone? <laughs> <laughs> again <laughs> dial it down i think they're just yeah ooh, a onesie one that's a good fun. one yeah i think they just want to do keg stands is what they want to do and i'm like no i want a theme anyway so i think a frat party is like a fun yeah. theme if you're at home and you're not yeah. going anywhere like there's so many fun like bar games and like like we used to mm-hmm. in our sorority days do franzia boxed wine races where you pass the franzia box wine around the circle i don't again don't know if i recommend that um (laughs) for now so i just gave you some ideas anything you think is fun um so one party i might be going to is a masquerade so love that the women have to either do a black or white dress and wear white masks and the guys wear black suits or tuxes and wear black masks this sounds like eyes wide shut. Yeah. I'm really into that. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. Is it like a swingers masquerade? No. Okay. No, okay. no, no. Cool, cool. I think it's um it's at the Hyatt. Fun. In Jersey City. I feel like you always have fun stuff to do in New Jersey. Can you Jer- tell Yeah. Tell the meatballs what what's up with Jersey? Jersey's I will say Jersey City. I mean I Jersey City's probably the fun part of New Jersey. Okay. Oh, there's lots of fun parts. Yeah, there's so many there's fun so parts. Many great great we're great. so underrated yeah. here. Really, really are. I mean, yeah. Atlantic City, hello. I know. AC is great. Um, But Jersey City is great. It's right across the river from New York City. It's super close path ride. Um, But there's a lot of great restaurants, bars, speakeasies. I'm super into speakeasies. I didn't know they're into the speakeasy game. Oh, That's yeah. cool. Yeah. They have little speakeasies which, <sighs> with like fabulous cocktails. What's your favorite speakeasy? I like Dull Boy. Dull, like D- dull boy. D U L L boy. Mm-hmm. Do you need like a password, or is no. there a special knock, no. or no? What makes I it know. a speakeasy, Caroline? Just like the little, <laughs> the li- they have like the speakeasy vibe. Okay, cool, cool. And like architecture, fun. Yeah, the Archer is cool too. But there is a speakeasy in Morristown Ooh. where you walk in and it's like a laundromat. <gasps> yeah, love that. Like um. What is it in Hollywood? Um, There's Davy Wayne's where it's a garage that you walk into. Yeah. And you go and you open the refrigerator door and you walk in and then it's a bar. Is that still there? Yes, it is. And there still is a line wrapped around the block for it. That one really like withstood the test of time. The Houston brothers. Shout out to the Houston brothers. That's impressive, guys. They know what's up. They know what they're doing. Uh, Yes, we need you back in L.A. (laughs) I wanted you to give some advice to the meatballs about like moving somewhere to pursue your dream and having to either move back home 
or, you know, move to another city because whatever health issues, career didn't mm-hmm. work out. Like what you do once you move out of that city or I don't know, any advice yeah. you can give people um, for that situation. So, I mean, I like I touched on before, it was really hard for me to leave California and a piece of me still wants to go back and mm-hmm. maybe something will bring me back. You know, maybe I'll keep going in, in New York. But um, I had to kind of just, put my ego aside um in order to move back home and after being on your own for so long it's it's hard it's and it's something that I'm still even a little insecure about Mm -hmm. but recently and it took time to get to this place recently I've just kind of owned it's been a part of my journey and I'm so grateful to have family that I can go back home to because that's another thing that I had to think about. Like not everybody has that. Yeah. So um, if you, you know, do, you know, come to a crossroad in your life where maybe you have to move back home for financial reasons, maybe it's a health reason, um, whatever it may be, I just... um, something I'm kind of into right now work on kind of like retraining your brain and think of like the positive side of it instead of like focusing on the negative um you are a very positive person I try I I do try um guys my dad just walked in hello Papa Meatball hello (laughs) Mr. Marfuji's in the house in the house (laughs) yes that's where all the Locatelli cheese comes from. Anyway, <laughs> you are a really positive person. I mean, I, I, I definitely, I try, I try my hardest to be. I mean, I do have my down moments. I'm also, like most people, I, I think that I'm, I can be very critical. Like I, I tend to be more positive of other people, mm-hmm. but then to myself, I'm kind of like not that nice to myself. I'm very critical and I'm I'm very I I work hard and I anything I tackle I am not the type to just half-ass it it needs to be like perfect you know but nothing's perfect exactly (laughs) so that's like the new thing I've been focusing on and I see you know I've been back at at home and recovering for you know because I had a pretty extensive surgery and so recently I was like oh my god it's two and a half years that I've been home like living with my parents and if you think of it if I thought of it that way I'd be like oh my god that's so long but then I started thinking about all that I've overcome over those past years and I've actually come a long way so and now I have my set moving out date so is that good like where you set certain goals for yourself okay And I will say that in the past, I even set goals and I wasn't able to meet those deadlines. So I will say like, that's still be okay. okay. Be okay. Be okay with that. Okay. Because like set the goals um, and the deadlines and then, because I think that, you know, another thing that was hard for me, um, you know, I think everybody needs to remind themselves that, you know, what's the saying? You, you know, you don't. No, you don't know what someone else is going through. So be kind, you know, Mm -hmm. be kind because you don't know what someone else is going through. And that actually, um, and, uh, 
I know we spoke about 13 reasons why. Oh yeah. We were talking before we started the podcast about just certain shows we like to watch and whatever. And we both loved 13 reasons why. And that um, show reminded me of that about how you don't know what someone else is going through. And a couple people in my life would, you know, drop little hints like, oh, well, maybe you need to move out soon and maybe you should set that goal. And I finally started saying, one, you don't know um, where my health is because I don't talk about it all the time. Yeah. You don't know where my finances are because not everybody's broadcasting their finances. So I think people need to be just, you know, try not to be so judgmental of other people because you have no idea where someone is in their life or what they're going through so um maybe they are setting goals and you don't you don't know that they are I sometimes have to stop myself from giving advice to people because I feel like you just want to fix things yeah and so you're like oh well this okay you need to do this this and this and then they're like no no I'm not asking for it I'm just trying to like talk yeah Sometimes you just need to listen. Yeah. And let someone vent to you. I saw one. It was a quote today by Tom Hardy that I love that I just Mm -hmm. want to tell you guys about. Um, He said, I was raised to treat the janitor with the same respect as the CEO. And I just love that. Chills. Right? Because and then that's something I actually live by. Oh, 100%. I think especially if you've worked in the service industry or any industry where you have to deal with the public, you understand that so much more. I think the biggest turnoff and I know Annabelle DeSisto has been on this and the first thing she said when I was like, what's the biggest turnoff with a guy? She was like someone being mean to a waiter. Mm. Um, And this on Instagram, if you guys are looking for an inspirational Instagram, uh, Shetty J is great to follow and he had posted this today and he wrote, you can see what someone values by how they treat people who can do nothing for them mm, and I just so true I really really love that you know because that's I see it all the time true. and I also see it like when people gain success like I've seen it living in LA for 10 years like I've been really good friends with certain people and then all of a sudden like I don't know it's really sad like I think yeah. it's important when you do gain success to keep your close friends that you've been friends Stay with true to who you are yeah through the you're struggle st- you're still that person yeah you know? um I completely agree I also and that's why I like you and I are still friends uh, <laughs> yeah we just pumped what fist was that bump. fist bump that was it a fist bump okay um I actually think that it should be a qualification for life <laughs> for everyone to be a part of the service industry at some point oh yeah whether it's a month you know your your summer vacation you know the just something. once in your Even life a week certain people need a week yeah yeah it's you, bad it, it will really humble you it's a rough one and you will really see like it's 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 hard work so anyone and there is something there was a quote you had done some article and I totally believe in this quote for you I I just loved and it's very on brand with this podcast because we're about to get into the just enough sports section you were quoted saying I believe artists are like athletes we must practice to have a good game and I love that I love that too yes talk about that um I'm, I really do believe that completely. We are like athletes um, because it's, it's not like, I always think of it as an athlete, like um, a basketball player doesn't just go out and, 
you know, play a game once a week. Yeah. And that's it. They're practicing every day, you know, hours and hours and hours. And if you really want to be great at something, you have to continuously practice. So if you're not in a class, then you should be putting yourself on tape. Um, but I love that you were even writing when you were recovering. Writing. Like that's, you were still practicing. And I think that's really important with anything you do. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually writing a short film right now that's actually about my scoliosis journey and my journey with my health and I'm um I actually had a call um with a friend actually that I met working at Skybar she's actually in New York she went back um she studied at Tisch and she just graduated and she started her own little production company so we're gonna start working together on it and that's so cool I love working with friends yeah I think it's so important Yes, it's, it is. It's, it's very important because you, it's a collaboration and you have to be able to see eye to eye and it, you need to be able to make it fun and then also like buckle down because it's a lot of work when you're writing something, producing it's, it. Um, I'm going to be starring in it because I wrote it. <laughs> I mean, come on, <laughs> obviously. And because you're a great actress. Oh, thank you. But it's also because it just means it's very dear to my heart. Yeah. Very, very dear to my heart. So, um, I think it's cool when like you can reach out to like certain old school friends or Mm -hmm. you never know. Um, we actually, so when I flew in, my family and I went to see uh, Bronx Tale, the musical in New York City on Broadway. Um, guys, I loved it. I thought it was so funny. I thought the story, look at this. This is all about story on this podcast. Yeah. The story was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and the actors were great. My favorite uh, was the little kid who played, I still can't say the name right. Not that anyone, Cologio, I, I can't say his name right. Mm-hmm. C. Um, C. We'll call him C. <laughs> we'll, call, well, that's what they call him eventually in the play because no one can say his name right. Um, <laughs> um, it's just so great. The singing was amazing. The actor who played the Robert De Niro role, I, his voice just... He directed it. Correct? He directed it, yeah. And Chaz Palminteri produced it and wrote it. And mm-hmm. it's been running for a year now. But the cool thing, the reason why I'm bringing it up, my dad has a friend who he reached out to who goes to the show a lot, apparently, and got to know one of the female like lead dancers. And she also plays like a bunch of different parts in it. And she, you can't take your eyes off of her. Mm. She's phenomenal. She also was... Um, in the production of Cabaret when Emma Stone was in it. So she was one of, she played Lulu and she understudied Emma Stone and a ton of other female celebrities. I can't remember for Sally Bowles. And I saw it actually just after Emma Stone. Ah, well you probably saw her in it. Um, Lulu, she actually got to be in Vanity Fair, like standing next to Emma Stone, like when they did this whole like photo shoot for it, like so cool. But she, Anyway, was friends with one of my dad's friends and my dad told his friend we were going, didn't ask for anything. And the friend was like, oh my God, like after the show, go to the stage door 
and she'll come out and get you and you guys can like go backstage and uh we were all kind of like no because like our we don't like ask like and that's just kind of awkward like I don't like asking for like help or like special treatment yeah. or anything but my dad he he didn't even text the guy during the show he texted my dad and was like so are you gonna go and we were like okay and we went to the stage door and I just have to give a shout out to Kaylee Cronin um she literally came out and was like are you Phil and Aww. brought us backstage and we got to like meet people and then we got to go on the stage and she was like take pictures and like we took chills. pictures it was just so amazing and cool to just be treated so kindly mm-hmm. by someone who we went to a matinee she did not have to do that she had another show that night mm-hmm. and her husband's like he plays the saxophone in the orchestra like it was very cool wow. um and she was beautiful she reminded me of Katy perry her face was like Katy perry but she had this like long lanky fabulous dancer body with like mm-hmm. Katy Perry's face on it. It was great. Anyway, the show's great. Go see a Bronx Tale, the musical. And then it was just a really special day. We went to Patsy's restaurant, which my family, my dad's been going there since he was a little kid. And I just, Aww. it was, it was awesome. And it was my parents anniversary. I definitely recommend going to Patsy's in New York. Um, they treated us like we were just, you know, royalty. Uh, I, Sal, who's like one of the owners, like came over, we took pictures, they sent all this stuff over to the table and it's just like old school Italian. Get the baked rigatoni when you go. Oh, it sounds delicious. It was amazing. So that all just came from friendships, basically. <laughs> anyway, just had to give a little shout out Isn't there. Isn't funny how like connections happen and oh yeah that was probably very fulfilling for your dad's friend too to be able to do that yeah right Mm -hmm. yeah my dad just sent me a picture I think the friend's like in Venice like on a boat smoking cigars so (laughs) I want to come back in my next life as him that's really cool um we shot something you used me in a dumb and dumber oh my god I was Um, thinking about that on the way here yes Can you tell the meatballs what we shot? Oh, my gosh. It was never released. No, because it was (laughs) awful. It was so... Shooting it, I felt like it was 10 degrees outside at night (laughs) in Los Angeles. I ended up getting sick because we were over that fire. Oh, you're right. That was awful. And we were inhaling wood chips. Wood chips. (laughs) (laughs) But we did a scene. Yeah, yeah, tell them. We did... um, I... That was when I was doing the sketch comedy troupe. So, you know, your brain is constantly thinking about different sketches and spoofs. <laughs> and I wanted to do a remake of um, uh, Dumb and Dumber, this, the scene around the campfire. So I asked the lovely Jackie to be, um, um, what's his name? Jim Carrey's character. Yes. Um, I can't remember. <laughs> it was that memorable for me. <laughs> It's fine. The Jim Carrey part. The Jim Carrey character. Um, and, you know, when I when I originally wrote it, I wanted it to be the female, like, version of it. Yeah. And just the female version of it. But then, again, I was listening to other people too much back then. And they were, other people were like, no, you just have to, you can't, you can't deter away from, like, the uh, iconic way they did it. You have to... You have to do it the way Jim Carrey and um, Dan. 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 Why can't I remember his name? This is terrible. No, this is the other actor. Dan. Uh, Is it Dan? It's probably not Dan. Yes, it is. Jeff. Dan. Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Oh wow. Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. That's it. Jeff Daniels. We we. 
profusely apologize because yeah, I sorry, think you're amazing. Jeff Daniels, you're um, the best. Just sometimes brain farts, but it's um, all good. We, I mean, they, they do have an, I mean, they are icons yeah. and that scene, all the scenes are classics. So I got what everybody was saying and we tried to do like reenact their, the way they did it. But we it should have gone with your awful. gut instinct. I know. And <laughs> I've learned the hard way. So if I can shave years and you know months whatever off of other people's um journey whatever journey you're going on (laughs) listen to yourself because your gut is always right but also it's just going to be more organic because it's the way you perceived it but it was never released um I think I probably showed it to like one person they were like they died laughing because it was so bad and not where you're supposed to laugh oh my god it was so bad but that's I would actually like to redo it again like the female version of yeah let's do that yeah my gut's telling me I should stop eating meatballs in New Jersey (laughs) (laughs) because I woo guys it's been I've been eating too many Christmas cookies oh see I'm not a sweets person no nope 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 I would much rather have cheese and carbs 100% I wish I have the biggest sugar tooth it's bad oh god that's fine I respect that (laughs) anyway um I went to a really cool class if anyone is in Caldwell New Jersey um it's right off of Bloomfield Avenue. It's called J Bar. I just wanted to give them a shout out. Um, it was like a circuit training mixed with plyometrics, mixed with Pilates. But my wow. favorite thing about it was that, like, it was a class kind of. There, it looked like there were some moms and like some, you know, women in like their thirties. And the teacher, she has kids that are like going to college. She was in amazing shape. The coolest thing about her mm-hmm. was that she used to live in West Hollywood and was an actress out in L.A. Oh my god. Yeah, so we're, we're, I'm trying to get her on the podcast. Um, but the best thing about it, she played all of my favorite like Jay Z songs during Ooh. it. Like one of my all time favorites. A sign. That's, a sign. That's a sign. She was playing the Watch the Throne album, and Somewhere in America came on, and I was like, "What? Like I haven't heard this song in ages." Like I was like loving it. It was really hard though. And then you just ha- started working out harder. I totally did. I was totally into it. And then I, when like I can picture you, I can picture you doing this. You're like Jay Z. What? Yeah. That I mean, I don't know why I barely play Jay Z in my classes that I teach. I should do that. That would motivate me more. Yeah. Right. Um, I have a few quick questions for you and then we are going to get to your read. We're skipping the just enough section. There's really sports wise, unless you want to talk, is there anything basketball wise that you want to predict? You're a big basketball fan. Your uh, family well, is. Well, my, I don't know if you it's are. It's more my family. Well, okay. So my mom, my parents always joke that my dad married my mom because she, my grandfather was general manager of the New York Knicks. My dad. Why didn't I lead with that? Your <laughs> grandfather was the general manager of the New York Knicks. Why weren't you a Knicks City dancer? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm projecting on you. It's me just projecting. You know, I never even thought that. Well, actually, I will say that pretty much, I mean, my grandfather passed away when I was in high school. And, um, People think that, oh, because he was who he, he was Eddie Donovan, if anybody knows much about the Knicks, um, he led them to their first playoffs and I think their last playoffs. Um, you're royalty. You are New York royalty. Yeah, that's what people have said. They're like, you're royalty. But he created like, you know, the iconic team like, uh, you know, Willis Reed, Dave DeBusher, 
um, Bill Bradley. Um, they came to his funeral. Wow. Um, they were at my parents' wedding, but, um, um, uh, you know, when you're not involved in the, with the organization anymore, you really don't get any more perks. It's not like, oh, here, if they gave everybody that was ever a part of it, like season passes, those would be the only people at the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, people actually buying tickets. Yeah. <laughs> we got <Yeah>. some uh, <laughs> grandfathered in kids yeah. who aren't paying anything. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't happen. So, um, but um, yeah, I, my my dad's like a huge, huge basketball fan. That's so actually, cool. Actually, Dan Barron uh-huh. was the coach of the UR, URI boys team, um, was coached by my grandfather at St. Bonaventure. So when I went to tour the campus, Mm -hmm. my mom made a special call to him and he like, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but he made sure that I got on the cheerleading squad. Look at you. I love that. I did kind of pull back. Again, phoning a friend. Yeah. (laughs) And I still needed to be able to do a round off backhands, but you can get up in a stunt. You were fine. Yeah. Yeah. No. But yeah. I love that. That's so cool. I coached Caroline for a partner dance number. Oh my God. Was it with a Fisi frat boy? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Fisi. What song did you, did you, what song did, did you guys do? Um, what's it? Uh, dun, 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 Usher. Oh, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Yeah, and you did the yeah, yeah dance. Yeah. Oh my God. You were amazing. Okay. That, I felt, I was like on cloud nine being taught by you, like all these special fabulous choreography and oh god oh my god I felt I felt like a princess <laughs> you were like my baby I love that yeah I collect little dancers <laughs> I do I love them you guys heard the Becky Robinson podcast I helped her and she was great she there's a show in LA that I've talked about way too much on here called stand up to the streets and it's like judged by comedians and like professional dancers and choreographers and that was a big one. Do you choreograph stuff? Um, sometimes. Randomly. I've randomly like gotten jobs here and there just through friends. Yeah. Yeah. But I love it. I love, I, lo- I just love it so much. You're so good at it. Oh, it's so weird. You're so, you're a jack of all trades. Oh, thank you. You're a jackie of all I'm trades. I'm a jackie of all trades. <laughs> I love it. All right. We're doing a quick question round. I will say if any meatballs are, we're excited about watching the Sunday night football game. It's canceled they canceled the night game because it's new year's eve and they're worried about the ratings because guess what the ratings for the nfl are nine percent down this year why is that i'm curious to know why i honestly think it has a lot to do with the taking a knee and protesting and there's been a lot of like sexual assault Uh, issues on teams and for me um most of the giants roster has been on the injured list this year so that was kind of shitty and i mean i played fantasy football did not win um but it just wasn't that exciting for me and i feel like i don't know people just weren't as into the nfl this year as they Mm -hmm. could have been anyway so the games are during the day so you can party your faces off on New Year's Eve and not worry about missing your favorite team. Um, okay. So do you have a favorite sports moment as a fan that you remember in history? Um, favorite sports moment. Mm-hmm. I always loved watching um, 
the college basketball tournaments with my dad okay growing up because he's more into the college basketball than than um, than nba the, yeah cool the pro um i don't remember his name but i remember seeing like and i don't even remember the teams i just remember um like i love a good game where it's down to like the final three seconds oh, yes. and then they throw up like a a lob across court and then it ends up like swishing into the basket and I don't know there's just something so exhilarating about that because oh, you, you're on the edge of your seat and there's like 10 seconds to go and like everybody in the room is like screaming like ah, 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 when like balls are being like stolen away did you ever get hit by a ball when you were cheerleading on at URI um not at URI I was hit I think in middle school in the face I actually <gasps> that's frightening yeah and that, I think that's when I decided to I was actually that was when I was still a basketball player oh <laughs> and then I realized that my sister was better than me I'm getting hit in the face so I'm gonna become a cheerleader yes <laughs> that's cool yeah. I mean cheer, it's taken you very far in life yeah. you're like your own personal cheerleader that's why you gotta be yeah I mean Care Bear is your nickname <laughs> like you're a cheerleader I love it um okay Frank Sinatra or Dean Martin Frank Sinatra oh Love it. Um, meatballs or bolognese meat sauce? Meatballs. Favorite dating advice? Like a quick little like thing that you like to remind yourself before you're going on a date? Be yourself. That was very quick and very um, just true. I yeah, like it. I know that's like so, so simple, but like that's actually something that like I do. Be yourself, but also no expectations mm -hmm. because the best dates I've had are the dates where I'm like, oh, I really don't want to go on this. For sure. And I've almost canceled. And then, and I don't know anything really about those people, mm -hmm. uh, about that person. And they end up being the best dates because one, I'm walking in and I'm just kind of like, this is me, take me or leave me. <laughs> and two, there's no expectations. Yeah. So you can't be disappointed. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's true. I... I was exhausted and driving back in the rain from a show when it was late when I was supposed to go on my second date with the main squeeze. And <laughs> I love it that he's calling the main <laughs> squeeze. And I did not want to go just because I was tired and I wanted to cancel. And a friend of mine and her mom were like, you're going. I'm very happy I went. See? Yes. So yeah. just be yourself and have no expectations. Uh, the movie Goodfellas or Casino? Ooh. That's a tough one. <laughs> or a Bronx Tale. Casino. Casino. Oh, thank you. That's my favorite movie. Everyone always says Goodfellas. Really? Love Goodfellas too. Yeah. Love it. But whatever. Guilty reality show TV pleasure. Um, I don't watch too many reality shows, but it's because you're a good person. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. I, I, I prefer to watch a movie or a series probably just because like I'm just obsessed with stories and yeah. storylines and acting and you don't really get that on reality shows. No, you do get a lot of good writing actually. You do? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, but I will say Jersey Shore. It's I mean, coming back. I know. I saw that. What a good answer. Yeah, Look at you. I mean, 
It's like a bad car accident. I know. You just can't help but watch. It's great. My guest last week, Brittany Cartwright, is obsessed with Snooki and wants Snooki to be on What's Your Jersey and she wants to come back and just sit in for it. She she would be perfect, especially because wasn't she called a, be, a, a meatball? meatball? Yeah. Oh my God, she would be on this. I know, we're on the same podcast network. We're trying to make it happen. Everyone tweeted Snooki. Anyway, tweet I just... Snooki! Yes. I want to give a shout out to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because I'm sure you're all big fans of the podcast. Um... You guys are killing it this season. I don't know if anyone else is watching, but I'm obsessed. And I love that they brought back some of the fan favorites, uh, Camille Grammer, for the Vegas visit. Um, Adrienne Maloof, she was like in there and out of there really quick. They didn't really zoom in on her. I've seen her be a hot mess at the Mondrian, where Caroline's worked, actually. Oh, no way. Yeah, I just, I feel like she might have had a few too many like Proseccos or something. (laughs) Um, I do love her brothers, though. They're very nice. Um, but yeah, shout out to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You guys are killing it this season. I'm very, very intrigued and can't wait to see more. Erica Jean, your goals. Um, and last but not least, Lady Gaga or Britney Spears? Lady Gaga. Ooh, well, that was the perfect answer for what I'm about to ask you to do. Oh. Um, you've made it to your Lady Gaga reading. Uh, this. this time last year, Lady Gaga retweeted a parody I did with Gabby Conti of Lady Gaga's A Million Reasons. It's a fabulous video. Thank you. I know I miss it. I want to do another one. I just can't find anyone that likes to do parodies as much as I do. <laughs> I know. We'll talk later. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like this, and you could pick a line, you could pick a chorus, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like because of what you talked about with your scoliosis and just really listening listening to your gut and mm, you know important. overcoming things and staying true to yourself I feel like the song born this way will be good for you to do as a reading it's also our theme song um so yeah these are the lyrics you can do it as yourself you can do it as a character you could do it as Snooky. you can do it however you want And while you're looking through that, I just want to thank Zola.com for sponsoring the podcast. Again, Zola, Z-O-L-A.com. If you sign up, you receive a $50 gift uh, credit and use the code slash Jersey, J-E-R-S-E-Y. Again, Zola, Z-O-L-A.com slash Jersey to receive your $50 credit. All right. Caroline Gaga. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't really know this one. No, you don't have to sing it. Oh, I don't. Yeah, just say a line. Thank God. That okay. inspires you. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> You're like, please. She's looking at me like I just asked her to like give birth to triplets on this couch. <laughs> like, can't we I'm like, like, put the tunes on? Yeah, karaoke. Like, can you here? please just play the song? <laughs> I'm like, it will start playing when we finish. Um, just say a line that resonates with you. Oh, there's so many good ones. Okay. Know, you can say as many I'm as beautiful you want. in my way. Because God makes no mistakes. I'm on the right track. Baby, I was born this way. Don't hide yourself in regret. Just love yourself and you're set. I'm on the right track, baby. I was I was born this way. And that was the fabulous Caroline Heinley. Thank you oh. so much for being here. Thank you for having me on. Yes. This was so much fun. I know. You were so heartwarming and you gave such good advice. Did I? Yes. I so. And I really appreciate you telling your story. Uh, tell the meatballs where they can find you. Pimp yourself out. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. It's my name, Caroline Heinley, H-E-I-N-L-E. Um, 
you can follow me on my Facebook page, Caroline Heinley fan page. You can Google that. Um, I am working on a short film mm-hmm. and I'm planning on shopping it around in the festival circuit. Ooh, fun. Yeah. And then um, I'm on the hunt for representation in New York City. So New reps. Any agents out there want to rep me? There you go. I love it. <laughs> well, if you have any questions for Caroline or myself, again, you can reach out. What's your Jersey podcast at gmail.com. And you also can find me, your host on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, just at Jacqueline Marfuji, J-A-C-L-Y-N-M-A-R-F-U-G-G-I. So guys, this is it. I want to wish you a very safe Do not drink and drive. There's Uber and Lyft out there, and this is not a sponsored post. Just use it. A very safe, a very fun, and happy new year. I have a great guest next week. Um, He is a psychic. His name's Chris Medina. So get your questions ready. He's going to just look into 2018 for all of us. So, yeah, I just want to like tune into this. Can he do my? Yeah, no, send me questions and I'll have him answer them. He'll probably listen to this one. So get ready for Chris Medina next week. I want to thank you all for the support. Remember, please, please, please go and rate the podcast five stars and leave a nice, fun review. View. Maybe I'll send you some meatballs. Uh, I'm your host, Jacqueline Marfuji. This is What's Your Jersey Podcast, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Just put your paws up. Because you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when I 